Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Emotionally, we human beings fight against two primordial feelings, one not being loved and the other one not being good enough. We receive plenty of data neurologically to attest to the fact that those around us often do not know how to meet our needs. It starts when we're babies and we cannot verbalize what we need. And then it's ingrained when we are toddlers and receive a lot of no's to our explorations. We will receive from those around us input that we turn into meaning and meaning, that we turn into feelings and feelings, that we turn into more meaning. And all of these gets recorded neurologically inside of us, becoming the blueprint for our behaviors. And we, humans, all of us, tend to think about we're not enough, we're not loved. We can live in a potentially endless loop of disappointments and failures until we realize that the only one who will never abandon or disappoint us is God. The moment we realize that parents, siblings, spouses, boyfriends or girlfriends, kids, neighbors, friends, they will all fail us at some point, then we're in a better place to realize that the only place where we can find certainty that we seek for who we are is in God. In Him we find our identity. For that, we have to make a choice to be his, that is, to live according to his ways, and that gives us our identity. He calls us into relationship. He invites us into his kingdom and gives us the freedom to say no. Jesus says in Matthew 22, 14, many are called, but few are chosen. And a little earlier in Matthew 11, 15, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Let us keep both of these verses in mind as we dive into today's reading where Paul is telling us about being chosen and then we witness the murder of John the Baptist again. Being called, that is being invited, means that we have heard the call. Being chosen means that we have responded to the call and our response allows God to set us apart. Being chosen entails a higher demand and standard that it's put upon us. And we become part of a special group with a special mission amongst many others. In that sense, have you heard the call? Do you accept being chosen? In 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26, says, Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. And then he goes on to say, not powerful or of noble birth, but God chose people who are weak and lowly 
They come for nothing. They have nothing. And why does he do that? Because he knows that the foolishness of the world has to be reduced by those that according to the world have nothing or are nothing, but are everything for God because he chooses them. They get the call, they're invited, and they respond. And Paul completes this section by saying that we cannot boast about anything, that the only thing we can boast about is in the Lord. When we are so lowly, that nothing that we can do of our own really can amount to much. It is only when we are owned by God, in that sense, chosen for a mission, that we have accepted that then we have within ourselves a true sense of worthiness because we are now aware of who we are and whose we are. We hear, Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own in Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed the nations whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down, he sees all mankind. This is the psalm that we are reading today before the gospel reading where John the Baptist is martyred again. Uh, we are reading about his head being cut off at the party that Herod throws. St. Teresa of Avila used to say, Lord, you would have more friends if you treated them better. She had a great sense of humor. And isn't it true that to be chosen and to be martyred is really something that can be very hard. It's not a very big selling point. If you're trying to make disciples, you're not going to get a lot of people running your way in today's world and standards and by the standards of the world if we measure how hard it can be to actually follow God's standards. So we then become afraid to belong to God, don't we? We fear that in belonging, we might lose our identity, that we craft so carefully to present it to the world. Because again, we're seeking to be loved, we're seeking to be enough, and that means we want to be praised, we want fame, fortune, we want to be seen, we want to be applauded. And all of these things end up turning our eyes from God to the world. And here we can see something beautiful that a man named John Baptist Scalabrini, who has the name of the prophet and saint that is the subject of today's gospel, he writes something, and he was a man that believed in the importance of studying the gospels. And he writes, the harshest combat of all this world is that of speaking the truth of Christ to friend and foe alike and tell it, telling it in good times and in bad, secretly and openly, to prisoners and kings, to plebeians and patricians, in private and in public, without compromise or shame, not with a fearful heart, but with a sublime disregard for dangers. As Jesus boldly declared himself when he was in front of Pilate, for these I was born, for these I came into the world to give, to give witness, I'm sorry, to the truth. Then this is setting up the stage for all of us. If we are called and we choose to accept, very much like a mission of bond, right? If we choose to accept, 
we know that we are then going to give get witness to the truth with Jesus and that this is not going to be easy. But do we know what we were born for? Because if we do, and if we cho choose to follow the steps of our Savior, if we choose to follow the steps that lead us to eternal life, then we are going to be in places and situations that it might not be comfortable and actually it may be dangerous. Let us go into today's Gospel reading. We've talked recently in the podcast about the martyrdom of John the Baptist. He's arrested and bound. And it tells us on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, the uh, brother of Herod's, whom he had married. And John is going to say, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So it's that speaking that is causing such discomfort to Herod that he's now going to be looking for an opportunity to get John out of the way. But we have known that those actions were difficult for him to understand. But we know that Herod feared John. We're told he feared John, right? And we started the podcast today by talking about all of us fear not being good enough or not being loved. And we do all kinds of things in order to get it. And here is Herod in a, in a party surrounded by a lot of people. And he's wanting to be loved by those around him. He's wanting to maintain his sense of power. He's wanting to be influential. He wants to use his uh, wealth as a way to feel that he is loved and he's good enough, right? And he's done a lot of things that are not good by any kind of conscience. So how come a man that has so much power amassed, so much wealth, so much that is surrounding him at that party is said to fear John? Well, the verse comes right after to tell us that he is a righteous and holy man. Holiness and righteousness are feared by those who do not have them. And when he would hear him. He would be perplexed. Something in him, in Herod, would move to want to, to, to move towards the truth. But everything that he had invested in his identity, in who he was in the world, and what it took to keep it going, all of the people around him that were trying to seek favor and that he wanted to impress, all of that caused him to call for the killing of John the Baptist. And we have two women in the mix that are one evil and the other trying to please her mother who is evil and doesn't know how to stand and seems to have no qualms about bringing to her mother the head of the Baptist in a platter when it's brought back from the prison. The Bible just says things so succinctly that it tells us one sentence after another and doesn't really give us a lot of detail. But we can imagine that between all of these things, there was time that passed and that John was called forth, was was killed, that there were people who took his head and brought it from the prison to the castle. Can you imagine that, that walk? There are many details, but we can think about Herod not being loved or 
feeling enough that he has to resort to evil ways in order to keep himself in a position of power. Let us be mindful again to receive the love from God because God is going to choose us even when we don't think that we can do it. I never imagined in a million years that I'd be doing a podcast and I'm simply speaking in a moment of the pandemic when I know that there's a lot of loneliness and a lot of emotional upheaval in the world, going through hurricanes, and just speaking with the same kind of conversations that I've had with my sons and my daughters in the house. And now one of my sons is at college. He starts there in a few days. He just received his COVID testing back, and he is going to be able to start virtually first. All of them are healthy except one person that tested positive for COVID in another dorm. So in all of these times, we need to be together and not necessarily act to dwell in the scriptures and live our lives in community in new ways uh, because the pandemic is opening up new ways of connecting. And I am hoping that in this podcast, Uh, you hear the word of God and that it moves you. And perhaps you want to leave a comment on Facebook or on Twitter and maybe uh, reach out to others that you know and share the podcast when it moves you.